Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Charlotte Dunford. She is a managing partner at Johns Creek Capital, a privately held investment firm concentrating on the acquisition, development, and management of value-add mobile home park communities nationwide to maximize investor returns and mitigate risk through geographic diversity. Charlotte, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get started? So a little background story about me. I came to the United States when I was a 16-year-old to go to high school uh, by myself. My parents never came with me. So I went to college here at Georgia Tech in the South, one of the top engineering schools. Uh, we call it MIT of the, the MIT of the South, uh, or we like to call it the, uh, the Georgia Tech. Uh, MIT is the Georgia Tech in the North. So, but I came to uh, Tech for for college and uh, right after college, I got my first job as a business analyst and I started buying real estate because coming from communist China, you're actually not allowed to own your own personal property. It's all leased from the government for 70 years. Um, so owning you know, properties has always been a dream, a passion of mine. That there was a strong drive to owning property just to defy uh, where I came from. So I started buying real estate using um, financing um, from my first job. But as you can imagine, after my first uh, single family home and a duplex, it quickly pretty much maxed out my um, my ability to finance larger properties uh, to the scale that matches uh, the, the vision that I had. So I took a calculated risk and um, based on the, you know, with the, you know, real estate uh, experience that I had with my uh, single family home and duplex. I quit my full-time job, took the uh, uh, job to launch my new venture with my business partner in the mobile home park industry. And now we uh, have owned and operated 28 mobile home parks across the nation, mostly focused in the Midwest and the Southeast. Well, congratulations. That's one heck of a journey. I, I'm, I'm sure the longer version could probably be in a book somewhere if it isn't already. For sure. <laughs> um, how did you arrive at mobile home parks as what you were going to invest in? Yeah, so when I started in 2020, um, actually late 2019, 2020, early 2020, it was um, mobile home parks was one of those long ignored asset classes that people are not paying so much attention to, like multifamily. So everybody knows about multifamily. Everybody knows about um, you know, um, single family rentals, those are super heated, saturated markets. So for me, one of the books that really left an impact on me was um, uh, Peter Thiel's book called uh, From Zero to One. It talks about the only one reason businesses fail is that they uh, fail to ex escape competition. So where there's competition is so fierce, um, you're actually to compete all the profits away. So which let me, um, you know, introduced to mobile home parks, which was not so competitive. Excuse me, the market was not so saturated. And I was able to find over 10 cap rate deals in mobile home park space where I would not be able to in the multifamily space. Well, that is a excellent reason. And you've certainly made lemons out of what could be construed as lemonade. 
what do you what are some of the misconceptions investors have about mobile home park development and how do you overcome those so yeah we're actually in the mobile home value so we buy existing parks that's already been developed and then add value to it and then you reposition the mobile home park so then the you know obviously the stigma against mobile home parks is you know the tenants you know they're not welcomed and then they they don't they're they're you know misunderstood um there are certainly some truth in uh, those stigma and there's certainly you know certain type of parks and tenants you want to avoid but that doesn't talk about the majority of mobile home park tenants so mobile home park in in a nutshell is a parking lot business is provides a solution for uh, the affordable housing crisis that's gotten worse and is really, really terrible right now in our nation. Um, so it, it plays a piece of the puzzle uh, as a solution to the affordable housing pri- crisis. So, so it really is a housing product that offers uh, people of low income to be able to afford a home and to be in uh, something like a subdivision in a neighborhood uh, to be able to have that American dream of owning a home at the same time have it being affordable and our job as affordable home, you know, manufactured housing um, community owners, our job is to that is to ensure that we build a better neighborhood and ensure the, uh, the, the quality of the neighborhood. So. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, now, who is an ideal investor in one of your programs? So as a private equity firm, uh, we, you know, the advantages that this asset class um, offers is number one is, you know, um, we have the, mas- the monthly cash flow of distribu- distributions. We, we strive to give out distributions every month. And then our goal, as far as the return, is within thir- three to five years, we have a uh, internal rate of return for limited partners, our investors, um, at uh, at least above 15%. And equity multiple, the amount of time that you multiply your money is 1.3 to two. So give you an example, we actually completed full cycle June of last year. We held that park for a little bit less than two years, 22 months. So that one delivered on a limited partner level, the internal rate of return of 20% and uh, the annualized return of 21%. And the equity multiple about 1.37. So, so that was less than two years. And so that's the kind of deal we're looking for. Um, as far as the ideal investors, most of our investors are accredited. Um, accredited investors, according to the SEC regulations and definition, will be an individual with a net worth of over a million dollars um, or the past couple years of income of $200,000 or more. Or we have a lot of investors that, you know, who have invested with us are what we call sophisticated investors, that you don't have the net worth or the income, but you do have the background or the sophistication in business, finance, real estate, that know you, you know what you're doing. That's really a lot to set up to protect you. So I, I would say those are the two types of ideal investors for anyone who looking to grow their wealth, obviously, as a private equity firm, you know, uh, with a high return comes the risk. So all investments have risk, a high degree of risk. So I would say definitely that your partner definitely, you know, know, you know, understand the deal and get yourself educated before taking, taking a step. Absolutely. What, I mean, you're, 
the number, obviously we're not making a solicitation for investment on today's podcast. The Mm -hmm. returns that you're generating are very, very attractive. What is it? I mean, your what type of value are you adding to, let's say, the mobile home park residents? Right. So there are different types of value. Add. Number one is to improve the neighborhood appeal, to improve the curb appeal. So that, that starts with a new sign of the mobile home park community. You know, when you drive into a subdivision and uh, the sign looks really terrible and there's no sign, you know, for mobile home parks, it's the same thing. You want to make sure that it feels like home. It feels like community. So you add a new sign to it. A cosmetic upgrades, adding new fencing to the park. So that those are not expensive to do. And then they, they add tremendous value in a, in a curb appeal perspective. Number two, you want to make sure that, um, you know, the roads are maintained. They're, they're, you, if they're not paved, you may want to look into the budget of um, paving roads. And then number three is um, sometimes a, a, a home, sorry, a mobile home park has uh, several empty lots. With those empty lots, you can bring in newer homes to um, you know, sell to new tenants, and then they're able to, you know, improve kind of the neighborhood, bringing in really good people for the neighborhood, and that gives the value uh, to tenants. And we try to be advocates for the tenants, right? Especially during the eviction moratorium, where everything was hard. You know, tenants uh, cannot pay their rent, and so we actually advocated for our tenants and apply for rental assistance program on, on their behalf, and or help them, you know, point them to the right direction. So that way. Um, that we're able to um, really improve collection and maintain our revenue. And uh, so that that's the value add. And as far as, you know, that comes with increasing, um, you know, a little bit of the lot rents because they're really, really uh, outdated. Lot rents are low to start with. So with those value at first, you add values to the tenants first. And then with that, tenants actually don't mind to pay a little more for a better service. How are you getting your opportunity in front of more accredited investors? So we have, um, so, you know, as far as getting tractions with our accredited investors, you know, we have our uh, obvious referral referral network uh, with our investors. Actually, the biggest um, source of our new investors comes from the referrals. Um, people who have invested with us like what we do are satisfied with the returns. They talk to their friends, their family, their whatever, their coworkers about our, our product service and say, hey, you know, are you interested? So that's the, the number one source. Uh, and then number two, obviously, you know, going on podcasts, uh, get ourselves in front of the right people and going to trade shows, go doing presentations in front of audience that who might be interested to put ourselves out there. Uh, I would say those are the secondary biggest source. You've achieved so much success, not only for your investors, but improving the quality of lives of your tenants as well. What's your biggest challenge now? The biggest challenge is always, you know, the devil is in the details, right? So it's always, you know, in in our day-to-day operations, we want to make sure that we have, you know, we execute according to our systems, our, 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 um, you know, um, our processes to make sure that we have a perfect execution regarding our, our business plans. So the challenge is always, you know, boost on the ground, working, put your head down and work hard and, um, and provide those services on, on, on you know, um, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a great quality for sure. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Well, what I like the best is that I'm helping two groups of people. One is our accredited investors to, to grow their wealth. And that leads to more freedom. And number two is to help our uh, tenants 
to have a better standard of living in a, in a good neighborhood. And that also achieves freedom. So that's really my favorite thing. And being an entrepreneur is, um, is, is, is a great challenge. It has many, many difficulties, but I think through those difficulties is where we reach success. And that's really exciting to me. That makes a lot of sense. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more about all things Johns Creek, where is the best place for us to send them? Yeah, so if you, the best way to reach us is to uh, email us directly at info at johnscreekcapital.com. Uh, just uh, email us at info at johnscreekcapital.com or you can go to our website at johnscreekcapital.com and there is a contact form there, but you can always just email us directly. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Charlotte Dunford from Johns Creek Capital. Charlotte, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.